Yo, 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 it's your boy Drew from the Digilog. What's up, everybody? It's episode three of our new podcast series, The L's, aka Lessons Learned. Um, super excited because we just launched a series. Uh, as you know, as if you don't know, um, the Digilog, you know, is a music and tech education platform. We've been traveling across the US, you know, doing master classes, panel discussions, meetups, and we built an amazing community and our overall goal has always been to connect the creative community across the world. So I'm super excited because I have not only my friend, but an amazing guest featured tonight, my boy, Trent Pratt. What's Round good? applause for Trenton. Happy What's Friday, good? bro. Happy Friday, man. We here. I'm, I'm excited here. to be you here. You repping. I am. You repping. It's the St. Louis thing wherever I go. Um, and, and y'all got to know that. I know you big Queens, but this <laughs> course, St. Louis. Queens, New York. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're from St. Louis, though, right? Yes, a great, great place. Yeah. Obviously, people there will be like, I'm hyping it up. Right. Um, but you appreciate it more when you're you're not there. Um, it's a city that taught me hustle. You know, yeah. STL is in the word hustle, and that's one of the things we say. You can't spell hustler without the STL. Facts. And that, you know, really instilled in me. I learned my work ethic definitely from the city. Crazy. You know, it's crazy how music, when I think it was like early 2000s, like the first song I heard from St. Louis, Country Grammar. Oh, a classic <laughs> that I, I that like, every St. Louisan can rap word <laughs> from word. That is a classic album. I don't care yeah. what nobody says. No, now I'm finna stand for Nelly, because yeah. Nelly is like one of the greats. Like he yeah. outsold a lot of people yeah. and did a lot. He you did. know what I'm saying? So from, from music to fashion. Yeah. Um, y'all got to give Nelly his props, like, yeah, no, he's 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 a, he's a legend. Yeah, I mean, ten toes down from the city. <laughs> yes, yes. So for some context for our audience, so Trent, um, you know, you do music programming at BET. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've actually featured him at our past panels. He was at our panel at Dolby Space in September with some great, amazing people. And yeah, you've always just been like a huge supporter. You know, I remember a couple of times, like, at events, we would always... We were also connected, too, just outside of digital, yep. just through work. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was at Def Jam, yep. you know, we've programmed, you know, some of our artists, Danny Lay, that was featured. Mm-hmm. Doing Did some Rhapsody BT, work. Yeah, BT premiere and Rhapsody. So mm-hmm. it's great how everything kind of comes in full circle. I know, man. It's you great. Know, it's um, so, like, you know, I'm excited, one, to be a part of this. And yeah. I tell you this off record all the time, um, but I appreciate you for creating this platform. Appreciate um, it. And I'm We're always... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always here to support, man, because, yeah. you know, these things help me for sure. um, to get to where I am. So I'm going to always give back. And you're great. You'll receive a lot of blessings for what you're doing appreciate for a lot you. of people. Thank you. Um, if you don't know, it's going to come tenfold to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. So, you know, the, the whole premise about Lessons Learned to L's isn't necessarily to talk about, you know, highlighting our, our like, downfalls, but really celebrating, you know, what we learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like, you know, for each guest, I really want to dive into, like, the genesis of, like, how you got started. Mm-hmm. You know, you're from St. Louis. You know, now you're in New York mm-hmm. for, like, how many years now? Uh, it's three now. Three years, wow. Mm-hmm. And I remember from the panel, like, the, the journey just to get to that point. Oh, I remember you, you mentioned about just moving without a plan. Oh, but I'm not going to go into that, but let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. And just, you know, how you, you know, really became passionate about music, how that kind of came about, and then, 
you know, we can kind of dive into the details. Oh, you ready to get into the ratchet shit? Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Um, so music, man, like I would say what I tell people is I grew up as a music industry kid. And what that means is like I didn't have any family in the music industry, but I was obsessed with it since I right. was little. I mean, you know, everybody read the album line of notes, the thank yous, who worked on this project, when did this album come out, who wrote the song, who produced it. Right. Man, this is a dope song. It should be the single. And then two weeks later, you hear it on the radio, like, oh, shit, it is the single. Damn, I yeah. wonder how a video will look for this. That was me from the moment I was a kid. I mean, literally hating getting out the car when we got home because my favorite song was going to cut off the radio really? to whereas you know now you could just keep playing the shit when you get out the car right so um that was always with me um obviously i had traditional um parents and traditional people around you where as in st louis anything as far as the music industry seems far-fetched because uh, there's right. no ecosystem there um to create it like you said we didn't see our first superstar to nelly and that was 2001 Country yeah. grammar drop. Mm -hmm. um, so, literally, I kind of shied away from that mm -hmm. um, and start trying to obtain things that were more realistic um, by basically listening to people who were older than me. You know, the, the things we hear, you know, that's a once-in-a-lifetime chance. One out of a million people make yeah. it in the music industry. And a lot of discouraging things that I fell privy to and started to believe. So... Fast track to um, me graduating high school, um, the youngest of four in my house. Mm -hmm. And at the time, there was a lot of pressure on me to succeed. Um, Imagine, yeah. Yeah, because it didn't happen like that, I would say, for you know other people in my family to make mm -hmm. it to that point, to graduate and to have the opportunity to go to university to get a four-year degree. Like So some of those things didn't seem attainable because a lot mm -hmm. of people didn't do it. So right. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Shit, damn, I done gave y'all a diploma. Y'all want me to do some more shit? I got to go to college? For I'm real? Done. I'm done. Yeah. But no, I was like, okay, what can I do as a black male mm -hmm. and get a job and society would deem this as successful? Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a teacher. What the fuck am I doing <laughs> teaching? Um, and I enrolled in it, um, the school that I enrolled into, the illustrious Harrisville State University, which is okay. an HBCU, okay. um, was, you know, big in education. And yeah. it was a, a school in Missouri. I decided to stay home because if I left, I was going to wild the fuck out. I was going to be partying. I was going to mm -hmm. flunk out. So I stayed home. Um, and, you know, basically going through that period of going through early child education, he was like, all right. I'm going to get there. It, it started getting around to my junior year when it's time to take the test and shit. Mm -hmm. And I found out, like, I'm really not passionate about this. Yeah. And I got super-duper depressed um, to whereas I made a very rash decision and was like, I'm just going to change my major and I'm going to go after what I want to do, which is music. Um, wow. And obviously that put me in school two years longer okay. <laughs> because I switched my major in my junior year and we didn't have a music industry program in St. Louis. I'm right. um, at the school, so I switched to marketing, which was the closest thing. And from there, uh, it I don't want to say things kind of lined up, but they did. Um, and it's 
I think it's the book, The Alchemist, when you want something so bad, like the universe conspires to help you achieve that. So yeah. I just hopped on Indeed, music industry, St. Louis, and just was searching for jobs and opportunities uh -huh. um, to where at the time I wasn't so invest, uh, so knowledgeable about the music industry and I found something that said red. I'm like, red? It's a label. <laughs> Click on it. Yes. Apply. And now, you know, we all know that Red is under Sony. Mm -hmm. So when I got that call um, to interview, I was just thinking it's going to be Red. And it turned out to be Sony Music Entertainment. Um, wow. And I interviewed, had a couple of round of interviews there and ended up getting a job as a college marketing rep in, okay. in St. Louis under Sony. And what that uh, entails, you're kind of like a mini product manager. Um, for the label. So whatever is happening right. um, in St. Louis in regards to music, you are the person for that. The listening sessions, the mm -hmm. meet and greets, all of that you're, you're pretty much doing. Yes, recapping the shows. Um, so I thought I was the man on campus. I had, a, I had, a, I still got it to this day. And somebody showed it to me not too yeah. long ago, a year ago. I was like, yo, man, I, I had your business card um, when you was at Sony. <laughs> and I thought I was the man with that shit. Yeah. Um, and essentially from there, my goal was to, A, do everything I can before I graduate. Right. B, conquer multiple industries. So once I got that job at Sony, um, I was like, okay, what else can I do? I went into radio. Um, I, I did street nice. team for the radio station, um, CBS in St. Louis. And from there, I was like, oh, shit, what else can I do next? Oh, I'm finna get into journalism. So okay. uh, a live magazine is the premier fashion magazine in St. Louis. So I helped put on St. Louis Fashion Week by interning there. Um, and I also uh, got into promotions for a film under a lot integrated marketing. So I did all of this shit. I was a fucking Superman <laughs> at the time. All at the same time. All of this at the same time. Kudos in college for that college while studying yes studying and joining my fraternity which is oh crazy i Woo. had That's a, a commitment. very rough year uh, when i was doing that and it's funny my friends used to be like oh you got 10,000 jobs you know what yeah. i mean and i it would be times where i literally would like get like maybe one or two hours of sleep and then go right to work and do that shit all over again you know what I mean? That's, that's crazy. I mean, speaking of that, like, where did that kind of drive come from? Like, you have been oh, wanting to do multiple things. And man, like I'm so glad you asked that because I have to say this. A lot of people have superheroes. My superhero is my mother. Yeah. That woman is superwoman. We all got mamas. Everybody in this room, you mama. got a mama. I, love I know you mama. love your mama. I'm a mama's but boy. But I love my mama. Yeah. All right? My mama is the queen. Yes. I'm going to say this, no offense, but the greatest motherfucker walking the planet is my mama. Um, it was four of us, uh, you know, that were biologically, and I say biologically, her kids, because mm -hmm. she took on more than just us. Wow. Um, and I remember her working two to three jobs ever since I was little. My mom never had one job. To this day, she still doesn't have one. Um, and that, uh, seeing that mm -hmm. was enough for me, you know what I mean? To understand what it takes to work and sacrifice. And we all growing now. Imagine when you get home, your ass don't feel like cooking. No, not at all. <laughs> she worked multiple jobs and yeah. came home and cooked every day. Wow. That shit. But I saw that growing up. So that's my superhero. Yeah. And I feel like I, I, there's nothing I can't do because mm -hmm. I seen her do it. Right. Um, so that's where the, the drive came from as no, far as doing uh, that. No, I, I, love, I love hearing that. I mean, whether it's your, your mom, you know, a family member, like, you know, someone's going to drive you. Mm -hmm. And it's great that, you know, that's 
those those passions kind of transfer to you. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. you know, that's what you do now. I was raised by queens. I'm going to yeah. say that too because my granny is a queen as well. Yes. Um, and of course, my dad love him. Great relationship. Um, and, and he's taught me so much as well. But mm -hmm. I seen them, you mm -hmm. know, and being it as a woman who don't get, women don't get credit like men do. Right. So um, that's what sparked it and, and led on to me working those multiple jobs. Um and setting me up for what I thought <laughs> was going to be an easy road yeah. um, after graduation. So I did all of that. Yeah. So you're doing all these multiple things. You're you're part of fraternity. You're studying. Mm -hmm. You're working as a college rep with Sony. Mm -hmm. You're working in the college station, the radio mm -hmm. station. Um, you know, you're trying to land that job. So is in your mind, like, are you trying to like, oh, I'm going to leave St. Louis? Or is it more so like, I want to make it big out here? Well, um, being in St. Louis and transitioning to leaving St. Louis is where I developed this thing where it's still in my Instagram bio to this day, which mm -hmm. is Big Fish, Big Pine. Right. Instead of, you know, Big Fish, Small Pine, Small Fish, Big Pine, whatever. I want to be a big fish in a big pine. So um, my first flight to, my first plane flight ever was to come to New York on, on Sony's dime because they used to fly us up. It was like October 21st, 2012, literally. Wow. So um, that was my first time on a flight. We went up to CMJ, which I'm sure yep. everybody in the music industry is mm -hmm. familiar with. Um, and that was my first taste in New York. And I was like, oh, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm going to be back. <laughs> so I, I didn't really have an idea of staying in St. Louis once I got a taste of what mm -hmm. it was like being outside of it. Yeah, uh, which I, I think everybody should at least once leave their home. Um, so I didn't I didn't think that I was going to stay there after I got exposed to something different. Right. And you're like, you know, obviously towards your senior year. And then do you start like applying? I mean, do you start reaching out to Sony? Like, where's that transition? Oh, man. So um, I learned a lot um, after the fact, you know, mm -hmm. hindsight is twenty twenty. So. Of course, I started to, hey, when should I start reaching out to, mm -hmm. you know, apply for jobs? Excuse me. And at the time, I I thought I had it. I was yeah. like, yo, I'm in radio. I'm yeah. in film. I got I'm this. in television. I'm in music. Who going to turn me down? I'm the shit. <laughs> Hire me, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> and I just knew that was going to be the vibes, and it was not yeah. the vibes. Total opposite, yeah. So, um. Of course, I was reaching out to managers and and trying to see, yo, what else can I do mm -hmm. um, better to position myself? Uh, are there any opportunities? Right. Um, and you know, they'll, you'll get the advice of like, yo, what do you want to do? And I used to just be like marketing. You know, my degree was in marketing. Yeah. So I was just asking those those questions and getting uh, yeah. guidance, like, yo, what what type of marketing you want to do? It's like. Uh, product management it's uh so tour process. marketing yeah um like what area of marketing so i had to sit down and think about that but i was definitely reaching out um to sony more than anything as my way in because mm -hmm. i thought that was gonna be my my way in like i'm like yo i'm already in company so yeah um and you know, I was begging. I was like, hey, could I stay on a little longer? Because I mm -hmm. didn't have a job after graduation. I was applying like crazy. Yeah. Um, and no interviews, nothing. And they let me stay on, extend it longer, and till it eventually ran out. Like, time ran out. Wow. You know, of while I was there. And it 
turned into uh, what I like to deem an accidental gap year. Like it was because I didn't, I wanted a job. I just couldn't get it. And I started to think that Mm -hmm. I wasn't good enough. And then you start to have those things like, yo, man, did I really not go hard enough? Could I went harder? Could I have went harder? You know what I'm saying? You start to start to think like that. And in, in hindsight, to be quite frank, I probably could have went harder. Like I did have like seven or eight universities that I used to market to, but mm-hmm. maybe I could have did more. Um, so right. you start to sit with that stuff, um, and and it it did bother me. It was one time what they do is uh, when you graduate, like they invite kind of like their top reps mm-hmm. um, to come up to New York, basically mm-hmm. after the program was over, and then you know I was like damn, I didn't get a call. I'm like, maybe maybe they're not doing it this year. And then I remember seeing a few of my peers in New York at one time, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Damn. Yeah. It was shit. Maybe yeah. I didn't do what I needed to do or, or prove myself enough. Um, so that that kind of was the, the wake-up call for me to uh, try to pivot and realize that um, – you have to do this shit your own. You have to do it a different way. Right. And and that's what lead led to me transitioning um out of St. Louis. Yeah. So figuring that out, like, you know, to your point, like, you know, big fish, small pond, mm-hmm. it was a you know, for a lot of people, we go through this, it it becomes a humbling moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're at the peak of what you're doing. But people don't realize that that's just like one step to the ladder. Oh, I wasn't shit. Yeah. <laughs> that flimsy ass business card I had, that ain't shit. The box still sitting there. You know what I mean? So I oh, get what you're saying. Classic, yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be vintage one day. Vintage. <laughs> no, people are gonna remember that. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I think that these are the moments where, you know, one, either you, you don't do anything about it or you, you actually you learn from that and you're like, hey, you, you become even more hungrier. Yeah. And that's uh Brought me to the process of, of sink or swim, and mm-hmm. that's how my life is um, from now on moving forward. Uh, right. So essentially what that time period consisted of, this accidental gap year, was me, um, A, talking to people, trying to figure mm-hmm. out ways to get into the industry. Um, and at the time, I was still trying to network vertically instead of horizontally. Like, right, not to your peers. Your peers are, and I'm going to say this, your peers are essential. Like, y'all are the ones coming up. Like, yeah. you need to be in touch with them. Like, Connect y'all, with your peers. Y'all need to be tight, you know what I'm saying? Because um, you hear these stories of all the moguls. I watched so many interviews, and they knew each other since they was, like, in high school and in college yeah. and stuff. Like, you come up together. You come up together. So it's important. Um, so at the time, I was networking to people who were in – or reaching out to people who are in positions that I wanted to be in. Um, sometimes I got good responses. Sometimes I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where I would call a lot and never get a response. Mm. And those times in that accidental gap year was very, um, it was gut-wrenching. It was a, it was yeah. a reality check. Um, but what started to help definitely was when I switched to networking horizontally. Because I was at dead-end jobs. Like, my... Fam, I was in the middle of Sam's Club. I don't know if y'all call it Sam's Club up here. Yeah, there's Sam's Club. My ass was giving out samples <laughs> with a college degree of, um, of some bum ass drink that I don't even know. I'm talking about. Against that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm sorry. Let me be politically correct. Anybody who does that, y'all not bums. But that's how I felt at the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So 
I'm dealing with secret shoppers and shit. Yeah. And I don't even know if I told people. Like, <laughs> this room is probably, like, one of the few people who knew I was doing that job at the time. Really? Yeah, it's That's embarrassing. Crazy. Like, I got, like, a, a Southern... We're Midwestern, but we have Southern uh, traditions, so uh-huh. certain stuff you keep in the house. And that's one of the things right. that I would not be telling nobody right. um, that I did. But at the time, I was doing that, and it eventually led to me working, uh, getting a job at a concert and event center, because that was the only thing I could do to stay Related to music. close to music. Um, so at that time, I developed some few skills there and live experience, um, things of that nature. So the concerts with... Um, you know, Monica, the Shantae Moores. It was it was real R and B, but then you had the Jeezys, the Gucci's that would come wow. through um at the concert and event center. Um and it's a lot of funny stories with that. But um so at the time I was just working there, but you know, it it didn't serve what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember sitting at that desk in the, the ticket office. Um and that's kind of where the epiphany hit. Like I got I gotta move. Yeah. Like I can't there's nothing moment. else here that's going to get me to the point where I want to get to. And I came up with a random ass idea of just enrolling back in school. Um, and why wow. music has definitely steered my life. And if anybody knows who's one of my favorite rappers, J. Cole, his story, like he moved to New York just yeah. trying to get a deal. Right. And in my sense, I moved to New York just trying to get a job. Like literally. And Facts. I used I used school as a place for me to be have a safety net. I'm gonna have this. Bu- mm-hmm. I'm gonna have this motherfucking meal plan. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna stay in this dorm, and I'm gonna look for a job. Just give me a place to eat and sleep, That's and it. a refund check. It's yes. lit. It's, it's, a wrap. it's a wrap. So I literally um, enrolled in schools. It was a few of them, and I was lazy. Like, and what I mean by this is like I didn't want to do the whole test. What is it? The test you have to take to go to certain schools. Like uh, SAT, all of that. Yeah, I did the ACT, obviously, but yeah. fuck that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm I was like, like, what schools can get me? You know, there where I don't have to take no tests. They right, have a right. strong media program, and yeah. I, I enrolled in uh, quite a few schools. But the school that stuck out to me was the new school. Um, mm. A lot of people may know it as Parsons, but yeah, new, new school. Is what, yeah, yeah. What um, stuck out to me, and I remember, you know, getting the the confirmation that I was enrolled in the school. Wow. And literally, I was out. Like, it was very short time, like maybe like 10 days, like, you know what I mean? And I was out. Like, I... Gone. Yeah. I told family. I told friends. I sold my car Mm -hmm. because I needed some money, obviously, to move up there. And I moved. It was a a rash decision, uh, a rash decision to, to do that. And... Anybody who has made that step, you know, everything is traumatic. That's so scary. Yeah, it's traumatic making that move. Like, I'll give you one. I'll give you actually two things to not take up too much time on this question, but three. <laughs> so not take up too much time on this question. I remember quitting the jobs that I was working mm-hmm. to move and telling those people. One in particular um, was the radio station because mm-hmm. at the time I was there uh, about going on three years now. And let me also say uh, one thing. I am a little stubborn. So in between that time, I don't want to make it seem like I wasn't offered other jobs. Right. They just weren't in music and I didn't take them. Yeah. Like my mom was in insurance. I got offered a job there. I got mm-hmm. offered a job as a marketing manager at a gospel magazine. Right. I'm too ratchet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Certain stuff that I would not do. Wasn't on brand. 
you know, and I'm, I told myself that decision. I probably made it harder for myself that I'm not working any job that doesn't have anything to do with what I want to do. Um, so at that time, it led to me being broke a lot. <laughs> yeah. But um, in particular, when I quit the radio station, I remember going into my manager's office at the time um, and talking to him about it and him giving me advice. And my fam, I cried. I cried in front of a grown man because it, it started to hit me mm-hmm. that I'm moving. Like, a lot yeah. of people haven't seen me cry. It's not really one of the things that I do, but that moment, it, it hit me. Right. Um, leaving. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm really leaving. <laughs> and the second, you know, traumatic experience was, uh, you know, my mother's reaction mm-hmm. when she took me to the airport, and she probably will be embarrassed oh, no. about this. She held it together until it was time to get out that car and time for me to grab it back and go in and give that last hug. Oh, she broke down. You know what I mean? She broke down. That's tough. It was a lot of traumatic stuff. Even me saying bye to my nieces, you Mm -hmm. know, when I left. That was traumatic, but I didn't cry. Didn't didn't hear me. They were sad and I seen it. You know, Mm -hmm. they're asking questions like, you're leaving, you you go. So that stuff does, you know, stick with you. But she broke down. And I was like, all right, I thought it was over. Okay, we made it through, we made it through. I looked at that ticket, and that motherfucker said one way. <laughs> it didn't say round trip. It said one way. And um, I got through baggage. I got through all of that. I got on a plane. You know, it's time to cut your phone on airplane mode. And she sent me a very long text. Um, and I don't even remember what it said, but I remember lying in there saying, like, I'm crying so bad right now. I can't even see the words I'm writing. That's what she wrote to me. Oh, man. I broke down on the plane. I cried. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm surprised that the little stewardess or whatever didn't walk by and be like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those were some things that definitely hit me, you know, yeah. um, while transitioning. Um, it was a range of emotions, even from when I first landed. That's sure. That's where I got motivated and hit the ground. That's crazy. I mean, it, it, you know, just being with your family, mm-hmm. you know, having that security blanket, because, you know, regardless of friends and everyone else, like, your family is always, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of people, they're a foundation. Mm-hmm. So to move to, like, a, to a new city, a big city. A big-ass city, city. A big-ass city. <laughs> one of eight million. Y'all crazy up here. No, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, do pursue something that you're so passionate about. Mm-hmm. Your, your passion just, just, like, supersedes everything else. It does. Um, and that's crazy. Yeah, you know? and and... The, the way I got motivated um, in another gym, somebody told me never to do. So these names that I'm about to release, are mm-hmm. they're my friends, to not name drop. Um, so I don't really name drop where I get a lot of inspiration from. But I will say my brother, Timothy Moore, mm-hmm. um, that first day I landed, um, he just happened to be in New York at the same time. He's my fraternity brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, we finna just go to a fashion week event. <laughs> He was plugged in before he even got here, right? Really? And I was like, okay, I'm going to drop my bags Bet. off. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I'm pulling up. Um, you know me. Everybody in this room, I am super cool. I can talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I can make friends so easy. Right. I get shy, too. So we were in this room, and I don't know. It was just, you know... I know it was people who were connected and I wasn't. Right. So I was just in the corner on some social anxiety shit to whereas he was working that room and he's always been like that. 
Like, I mean, just going around talking to this person, giving them this business card. Oh, you do this? Cool. Bye. Boom, boom. He introduced me to somebody mm-hmm. um, that was in advertising. And it was just he, so easy. Oh, yo, this trend. You should talk to him. He just moved to New York. And me seeing him yeah. was like, oh, this is what I have to do right. in order for me to survive in this game. Like, these, all of us heard gyms all the time. We 100%. just ignore them. Like, yeah. your network is your your net worth. You know 100%. what I mean? Everybody hear the classic cliche gems, but those are the ones. It's true. Those are the ones that's going to get you to where you need to go. 100%. And I saw that and I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. That opportunity that slipped away at Sony ain't going away no more now that I'm here. I'm, I'm on a deadline. I put myself whenever I need to achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. I put myself in situations where I have no choice but to sink or swim. And I had two years to graduate school. If I didn't get a job in those two years, I'm going back home. Right. I can't go back. No. I left. So, um, yeah, I seen him work that room, mm-hmm. and that's that was the light for me of what I needed to do to get to my next steps. Yeah, sometimes it's like looking at your peers that are successful, that are, you know, doing it. And going back to your point, just kind of learning from them. Mm-hmm. New to the city, your frat brother. Mm-hmm. Seeing him work the room, it's like, man, I got to do that. So, you know, obviously there's like that transition from St. Louis being that guy and then, you know, being humbled, mm-hmm. you know, then you move from your family to like a new place, mm-hmm. you know, very scary situation, but mm-hmm. also very exciting at the same time. Yes. How do you, fa- what do we fast track to BET? So like, you know, like gotcha. how do you get to that point mm-hmm. and just like, now I, I'm working for one of the biggest, you know, like, you know, media companies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, I had to realize that everything I did at home did not matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Like all of the connections I made, the the the, the big fish, small pine, right. it's gone. So literally, I won. You, you lost school for what it was for, right? Um, Set you up. They have alumni. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have alumni. They yes. Do, yes, they do career panels. Yes. They do all of that. So um, things that I, I utilized, there was a panel in my school where I met, um, I was about to, I don't know if he cares about me saying his name, but I met uh, a guy at BT, Trevor, um, and, you know, he was super cool and he, was, he worked at BT. And, right. you know, at the time I... I used to be like sitting in the corner at them panels and used to be like, oh my God, when's the right time to go talk? What should I say? Why are they mm-hmm. gonna like me? Hmm, what if I'm coming on too strong? Mm-hmm. I had a million things going through my head, um, but I stepped up to him and basically got his email mm-hmm. um, and you know, was like, I'm gonna shoot you my resume, blah, 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 whatever. And I, I used to always just ask for critiques to my resume as a talking point. Um, and most people look at that's, it. That's actually a really yeah. good. Most people you know, look approach. at it, and they'll, and they'll and they'll give you some feedback on it. So I met him, um, and then uh, I went to another panel, which I won't say. Okay. <laughs> For you know, um, yes. I guess competition purposes. Uh, but I I went to another panel where I met someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that worked at Viacom. Okay. Didn't really work at, at BET. And I got his information. Mm-hmm. Will you critique my resume? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And did that. 
And while I was in grad school, I met another guy who was working in original programming at BET. Um, got his information. <laughs> you can take my resume. And yeah. literally, um, they happened to, one in particular, show me why I am the way I am now. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to, but he was like, yo, pull up to the office. I'm what? like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Want me to come here? Pull up to the office, me? Um, and a series of unfortunate events that seemed to work out. That day, I was late as hell to meet him, and it was not my fault. I'm still from St. Louis, so I'm thinking once you jump in the car, it's 20 minutes. Right. New York traffic? Ooh, three times that. I got off the car, uh, cab at 34th Street, and at the time, BET was on 45th. Mm-hmm. I ran up the block, literally ran. I was running because I was so late. Um, and I, I finally made it there and he only had five minutes left. He, he, he put my calendar in for 30 minutes and he only right. had five minutes left and we got in there. He talked to me super quick. He was like, I want you to meet this person. She, you know, does blah, blah, blah. She met, we talked, boom, he had a meeting. I had to get out. Um, I remember walking out the building, looking back at the promotional posters for the quad show, <laughs> which really? was the show on BT. Yeah. Taking a picture on my Snapchat, never posting it and saying, I'm going to be back. That's all I said to myself. I never posted it. Speaking of existence. Yeah. So, you know, I left. And mm-hmm. from that period, I kept in touch with those people to work. Yeah. When it was time to apply for an internship, they was like, yo, you should apply. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to just do it. And yeah. it turns out that they... Recommend, they recommended me. Yeah. So you, you had early. multiple people who recommended you for the internship. So right. I ended up going in um, and and doing mm-hmm. all the interviews and ended up getting hired, you know, yeah. as a as an intern. So that was the the start of me getting into BET. No, I mean, that's you make uh, a few great points. I mean, obviously, you started building relationships. You approached it in a way where it didn't feel transactional. You actually asked for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are always willing if it's you know, within that type of approach. Yeah. It's, you know? it's two two type of mentors, I would say. Um, and I tell people this all the time. It's some people that just don't want anything from you. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just going to help you. Right. Because they're already, you know, established in their careers. It's some people where your, your relationships, you want to make sure you are an asset to them. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just, yo, this music bubbling. Yeah. And I'm saying, I don't know if this is on your radar, but send it. Like, that's good for people. And in exchange, sure. you know, they they do the same for you, whether it's advice or mm-hmm. refer you for positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so those people didn't have to do it. And, no. and what someone told me, I can't remember who it was, so sorry for, like, not remembering who you were who gave <laughs> me this gym. But, like, okay. the people who are comfortable in their positions mm-hmm. have no problem helping you. The people you're, great, you're chasing, great job. they're scared you're going to take the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's something that definitely stuck with me and why I try to remain open. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for the audience, that's that's super important mm-hmm. to understand that for the people that, to your point, are comfortable and, you know, they're, they're always willing to, like, give you access mm-hmm. uh, because they're not worried about that. Yeah. I tell people pull up to the office all the time. Man. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Um, so for a lot of our guests, you know, we always going back to the, like the, the theme of it, lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you this is only the beginning of your career, you know. Even you know from all the things that you experienced, what would be one 
well, probably like the biggest lesson learned that you've you want to probably probably like you want to kind of advise for the audience. Well, I'm gonna shoot shoot through it real quick because when yeah. I first got in as an intern, um, it was the same thing at Sony. I was like, I can't let this time run out. It's only a semester. I gotta I gotta make this shit work. I gotta right. stay here. So um, I did all of the things that you should do. So some gems for people who are interning, make sure you say hi to everybody. Yes. Make sure you make yourself available. The kitchen is the area where you should be. <laughs> you want to know why? Everybody has to go to the kitchen. Yes. So when you have that time, you get to meet everybody, probably even the president, Facts. the vice president. You get to meet people um, in that area. Um, and I, you know, one of the things somebody told me when I was an intern, like, yo, you're always smiling. You're always saying hi. You're always asking, does anyone need help? By language. Yeah. Being proactive. And those are the things that'll keep you around. So um, what ended up happening was that time started winding down to the end of that internship mm -hmm. at the time. And I started panicking. I started setting up the one-on-one meetings. I started begging, please don't let me go. <laughs> keep me here. Extend. <laughs> um, and the unfortunate thing that happens uh, at companies is layoffs. Right. So the family that I built there, they let off, mm. they laid off the whole damn department, essentially. Crazy. And, you know, that's still my family to this day. Yeah. You know, love them. All of them look out for me, big brothers and big sisters. Yeah. Um, and at that time, it turned out to be one unfortunate but a blessing in disguise. Because what happened was, you know, sometimes they don't think everything out. So y'all let all them people go. Right. But who going to do their job? I mean, I learned every position, everything, you know what I mean? And wow. I was working well above what I was getting paid. Wow. <laughs> Talking pennies um, for learning how to do stuff because I had to make myself, uh, you know, Add worthy. Value. Yeah. Yeah. And so I learned all those positions um, as they continue to let people go. I acquired more skills. And from there, I got to rise through the ranks of becoming an assistant and, and moving up from there um, to where I am now. So the lesson behind it was, like, I could not let time escape me like it did at Sony. And you got to stay around. <laughs> right. So that's that's one thing that I would say uh, was a lesson that really stuck with me, like um, the process of not getting a job at Sony in mm -hmm. St. Louis in the process of putting myself on the timeline up here. Like, I didn't even think I was going to graduate college. I was like, a master's degree? Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get a motherfucking job. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up graduating with my degree and getting a job. Wow. And, you know, being blessed to have a impact on the culture on such an iconic brand. Um, you know, I... I am proud to say that I have my hand in a lot of important events um, and a lot mm -hmm. of important things do. that happen in the culture. You do. Um, and it's it's still sometimes like, damn. You got to pitch yourself. You from St. Louis, bro? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't remember watching Rap City? That 50 Cent freestyle in the basement. Oh, what about yes. that time when Aaliyah was on 106 in Park? Mm -hmm. You remember the time Genuine was breakdancing out the bed? <laughs> the, the little hospital thing yeah. on 106 in Park? Cedar's world, all of that stuff was from my childhood, mm -hmm. his from the streets, and, and being able to work here now and 
push the culture forward and meet so many great people like yourself in this industry. Like, and one thing I want to say, the people that you see on a come up are definitely going to be your peers, man. They're going to be your riders. Like those people that were working at Sony with me, whether they were in California Mm -hmm. and I was in St. Louis or Oregon or Chicago at the time or Atlanta Mm -hmm. or Denver, they still my people. And now when I see them at, industry events we'd be like yo that's family we here you know what i'm saying we ain't think yeah. it's gonna be here but we here now right and we're we're making significant um you know strides in the culture yeah no that's amazing man Trey, man this episode was lots of laughs a lot of <laughs> stories um it's really great to obviously for the audience really to to listen to your your journey and your you know how you got started i'm um, super excited <laughs> to like to share this but shout out to trend again Episode three, the L's, lessons learned. We'll be coming out with new episodes soon, so stay tuned. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.